Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, my name is Robert Lamb, and this is The Monster Fact a short-form series from Stuff to Blow Your Mind focusing in on mythical creatures, ideas, and monsters in time. The owlbear has a long history in the world of Dungeons & Dragons, dating all the way back to the gaming table of D&D pioneer Gary Gygax, who was allegedly inspired by the design of a Japanese kaiju toy, which he used as a mini on his gaming table. You can look up images of the toy, a slightly derpy, beaked monster in yellow plastic standing in the traditional stance of an old-school T-Rex toy. Now, you'll find various choices of dedicated owlbear miniature today, as the creature has become a standard of fantasy role-playing adventures, a hulking, flightless owl beast that stalks the forests, hunting anything that moves and littering its lair with their bones. It is not an evil monster, but rather a neutral denizen of the fantastic forest. The 5th edition monster manual tells us that while the exact origins of the owlbear are unknown, there are two prevailing theories. Either a mad wizard spliced an owl and a bear together into a single beast, or it has simply always been a part of the fey wild, which I guess is uh, basically like saying it's a naturally occurring organism. Fair enough. In the world of Dungeons and Dragons, magic has an objective reality, as do just about every god and devil you could possibly imagine. But what fascinates me about the owlbear is that none of that seems quite required. It feels highly probable. It's uh, it's a whole different kettle of fish compared to something like a beholder or even a fire-breathing dragon. It is in essence, a large flightless owl that has come to fill the ecological niche formerly occupied by a bear. In the natural world, most bear species are omnivores, with pandas and polar bears representing the dietary extremes on either side, herbivore and carnivore respectively. It's implied that owlbears are carnivores, but I think we can easily imagine them obtaining nourishment however they can, from freshly mauled adventurers and scavenged corpses to elven compost bins and maybe a few fresh berries. From freshly mauled adventurers and scavenged corpses to elven compost bins and maybe a few fresh berries. You might counter that owls, on the other hand, are certainly carnivorous, but the burrowing owl, which will chase its prey across the ground, consumes fruit and seeds in addition to various invertebrates and small vertebrates. The burrowing owl is still capable of flight and will swoop down on its prey, but its scampering tactics make it perhaps the closest thing to an actual owl bear in our world, despite its small size. 
A more fitting match from uh, prehistoric times, however, can be found in the giant Cuban owl, or Ornimegalonyx, which thrived on the island of what is now Cuba during the late Pleistocene period. These owls measured 3 feet 7 inches, or 1.1 meters in height, and were either flightless or nearly flightless. They are the largest owls known to have ever existed in the natural world. The giant Cuban owl and other large prehistoric birds, including the moa, thrived on islands and continents that land mammals hadn't reached yet. In these places, they filled niches typically filled by carnivorous mammals and megafauna. So, as far as my thinking goes, we don't need mad wizards to arrive at the owl bear. We just need an ecosystem isolated from mammals in which some manner of ground-hunting owl can steadily adapt toward filling the role traditionally occupied by bears. This would also work if some previously dominant organism had been wiped out and owls were able to move into that vacant niche. But of course, in the world of Dungeons and Dragons, dinosaurs and dragons coexist, so it's hard to imagine there being too many opportunities for evolving organisms like this. So maybe a mad wizard is required after all? Well, my son Sebastian, who actually just gave me an owlbear mini for Father's Day, suggests that it could have been the work of druids, seeking not to release a ferocious monster on the world and challenge adventurers, but rather to bolster a challenged environment, where perhaps adventurers had wiped out the bears, and there was this lovely niche that needed filling. Well, why not the owl? Why not the owlbear? Thanks to my son Sebastian for chiming in on this one. Tune in to additional episodes of The Monster Fact each week. As always, you can email us at contact at stufftoblowyourmind.com. Stuff to Blow Your Mind is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility.